Tim, when you first uh, read this story, you know, I, I, well, you and I talked about this. Yeah, at yeah, yeah. Start and I read it show. in your email. Too. You read it in the update. Yep. Your first thoughts? <laughs> I can't say those words on radio, but um, I was, I was gobsmacked. Like I, I was speechless. That's kind of how I am now. Even just thinking about just the one or two things that I read and the one or two things you shared with me off air because we shouldn't really talk about that stuff on air. Um, gobsmacked. Stunned. Well, uh, I was stunned myself. Uh, Gabrielle Lavallee. Now, first of all, Gabrielle, I love your French accent. Thank you. And I know you're worried about your English, but you know, you and I have talked and I think you sound fantastic, so don't worry about it. Thank you for the encouragement. Gabrielle, Let's get into your story right away, and we'll bring our listeners up to speed. I want to I try to get through some of the details as quickly as possible and, and talk about your heart more than the details. Do you yes. understand? Yes, I do. Okay. First of all, I want to let our... So that you don't have to say everything, let me just say a few things. You were orphaned by your mother, who already had, what, 10 children? Well, I am the, 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 the 12 uh, kid. So you were number 12, and then yes. you were abused at the orphanage, and then did you go back to your family when you were three? Yes, I went back to my family, then also uh, for a few times, in, uh, for a very short period of time in different families, because my mom was sick and was very, very poor, so she just uh, couldn't take care of me, so I had to go to uh, to some places before. So I was moved, you know, from one place right. on the, to another place, and that, is, that didn't help, that's for sure. No, no, I can imagine. Well, you know, I guess growing up, you, you never really knew, as a child, pure love, did you? That's right. I never knew what was love, really. So and that's what I searched for so many years. Yeah, so you're searching for love and acceptance, and you become a nurse. Searching for love and acceptance, you then began to have random sexual encounters with all sorts of people, true? That's right, yes. And then still searching for love, you follow a man to Spain who says he wants to marry you, but also says he's not going to be faithful, and that breaks your heart. Exactly, so that's why I have to... Uh, um to what is it to leave him but uh, with uh, it with, uh, with tears and with uh, with this with despair yes well then while touring and nursing in Europe you get kidnapped and raped by four men that's true instead of friends then you were with a married man in Mexico you decided to run off with another man in California who gets you into drug trafficking mm -hmm. eventually you become a cabaret dancer and then you started to do things even more sexual. Did you become a stripper? I became a stripper. You know, it, it's like that and I, I went down here because uh, after each deception, I finally, you know, became very rebellious. Hmm. And uh, I evacuate all of my values, my spiritual values out of my life. And that's what uh, make it worse. Yes. Well, and then you become acquaintance of a man who owns a porn magazine. Then you travel to Guatemala, and there you become a Seventh-day Adventist. And mm -hmm. it was during a retreat at a Seventh-day Adventist camp in Keswick, Ontario, that you meet another French person. And so you think, wow, there's someone who speaks French. I speak French. I'm going to start talking to this man. And this is the man who stole away 12 years of your life. Well, I, if, uh, we can say that, but no, I don't say that. It's all uh, 12 years of my life. 
in the sense that I learned so much through all of those, uh, all of uh, those uh, ordeals. What, how do you pronounce his name? Is it Rock Thoreau? Uh, Rock Terrio. Terrio. Um, when I first found out about this this man, I was at my cottage in Cobaconk, Ontario. Mm-hmm. And you know Cobaconk because that's about 12 minutes away from okay. the commune that you guys moved to when you left Quebec. That's right. So he convinces you to join his small group of people that he's going to, what did he say? He was going to help you stop smoking and start to live a clean life with a new beginning? Exactly. That we, you know, uh, were like a few people searching to be uh, useful and searching for a, a meaning in our life. And here is this guy coming out of the blue and saying that he will, like, uh, help us, he will guide us. He knew how to attract us, you know. That, that's what it is. Hmm. Uh, that we, uh, we, we believe in him. And we uh, we were quite sure that we we, uh, we will be very solidar- uh, solidarity one to to another, and then uh, help other people who are who were in need. Well, it sounds like you know the phrase is a very utopian society, but but then Rock begins getting these revelations apparently from God. Although these days we're not too sure about that. When did you first? Gabrielle, when did you first suspect that things were not as great as you thought they would be? Well, it's hard to say when it's... Uh, at first, at first, I realized perhaps I might be, I might be, how to say that, betrayed. But I just didn't want to believe that that, that could be the truth. So I, I denied. I, I, I went through denial. Which is the, the the wrong thing to do, of course. Yeah, yeah. But you know, and but that didn't last for that uh, that did not last for uh, for a long time. This this denial trip, because you know we went through so much, like uh, progressively, uh, insidiously, he was able to uh, how to say that to uh, to put a control on our mind, mm-hmm. to take T- away our free will. Well, that's right. I mean, you guys burned any identity cards you had. You gave each other new names. Actually, were you the one that gave him the name Moses? Unfortunately, yes. Wow. Yeah, wow, because I thought, you know, he would be the, the, uh, a, 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 a true guide. The, the first time one of the women tried to escape, what did he do to her? The first time? The very first time, he, uh, he beat her up saying that uh, the devil was in her and he has to um, to take the devil out of her body. Well, then the sexual abuse started and then the babies started coming. And you stayed and believed even after the physical and sexual abuse you witnessed because you thought Rock was performing miracles? Well, it's, it's a mixture of uh, a, a contradiction that we would think. It's uh, we have uh, we don't know what to think really anymore, because uh, we are uh, we see horrifying things. Uh, we're not able to uh, to absorb that, so uh, we are humiliated uh, to the core of our dignity. So we we become you know we become like zombies. We uh, we, uh, we feel that uh, more dead than than being alive. 
because you know, we suffer of uh, deprivation, deprivation, lack of uh, sleep, uh, lack of a healthy diet, and work like slaves. So we just become so, so, so uh, uh, feeble, mm-hmm. uh, fragile, and uh, so we cannot we uh, we cannot think very properly anymore. I want to read something that you know you sent me it was a it was a description a, a shorter description of everything that you'd gone through and i want to read to our listeners exactly some of the things that happened uh, during your time in this cult and i want to tell i want to warn our listeners if you're a sensitive person or if you have children uh, you you want to turn off the show right now or turn down the volume because this is going to get fairly graphic mm-hmm Set fire. He set fire to a mare's tail, horse's tail, to make it go faster. When he pinned one of his disciples and his backside naked on the red-hot stove, he hung another one from beams to give to give that person a wine enema. He beheaded the cat and impaled the head on a stake in front of the house. He asked a three-year-old child to hit his mother who committed a, quote, sin, and when the child refused, he threw the child across the room and then turning to the mother who seemed more attached to her son than to him, hit women in the genitals with his with his foot. Um, and he was only uh, dressed in a G-string. He ritually cut the throat of a goat. During the New Year's Eve party, he forced a pregnant woman to dance for important people from another place. Uh, he almost strangled a baby who was crying too loud. Uh, he ordered uh, new purification sessions where physical cruelty was so brutal that in the morning, you and the others had to scrub the floor to erase the traces of blood. Okay, you just heard me say all that again. Yes. Now, I'm saying it, and they're only words to me. I have imagination. I can I can imagine what it was like. But when I'm reading that, you must have memories that are true and real and very visceral. Does mm-hmm. it? Does it? What does it do to you when I read that? Right now, well, it's like uh, I have a hard time to believe that I, re- that I that I really went through that, really, because uh, while I was uh, reading my manuscript, I have the feedback of all of those uh, horrific uh, events. And that's the uh, and it is the way that helped me out to how to say that to um, uh, to get rid of it, mm. you know, out of my mind, out of my uh, imagination, because I don't have do I, I don't have any uh, nightmares about that anymore. Oh, that's great. Okay, that's that's really good news to hear, Gabrielle. Mm-hmm. This is a particularly bad incident. Rock asked a new member, a, a mentally ill member, to babysit the children. And in the morning, one of the children was found with his face and penis swollen. Mm. And then Rock, who commanded the parents to go out to work in the woods, decided to operate on the child. And you helped with that operation. What, yes. hap- what happened to that boy? Well, you know, I don't want to go to uh, those like, how to say that, um, uh, to those um, events. But... Um, uh, the, the way it happened, uh, it was uh, very uh, cruel. Well, the boy, did the boy not die? Yes, he did. Okay. And and the man who, the mentally ill man or the slow man who was asked to babysit, he was, he was uh, castrated, was he not? 
this is true. Really yeah. Yes. So, again, these incidents. Now, this man went to the police. After that, that when the police came, Rock ended up in prison, but you ended up in prison as well, yes? That's true. And the night before you went to prison, you became pregnant by Rock. How many children did you have with him? I had uh, two, uh, two children with two, him. Two children. Yes. Can you tell us what has happened to those children? Well, uh, I had a girl that she is alive, and uh, the boy unfortunately died in a car from crib death syndrome, and I had the proof because uh, I went to see the... Um, uh, the physician, you know, I have, uh, uh, and this, I had an investigation about uh, what really happened, and uh, I know that my boy uh, died from crib death syndrome, hmm. and uh, my girl right now she's uh, doing fine. I mean, uh, she's very uh, resilient. Uh, she's uh, quite brilliant. Good. But uh, yeah, yeah, really. Tell us about the night that the children were taken away by Children's Aid. What happened that night? What happened that night? That's the night that my, my boy died. Wow. And then uh, Rock had a walkie-talkie system, like a radio, uh, a walkie-talkie radio uh, type. Yes. That he could, uh, that he could phone uh, the society in any time. Right. So... Uh, they, they they came up to uh, to the establishment, and um, it was so awful when uh, when I saw my baby dead, my baby dead. I just uh, at that point it it was it seems to be it was too uh, too much emotionally to uh, to endure. So it's like I really I really cut myself from my emotional. Uh, dimension, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So I, I have to go through, uh, uh, through that again, through the, my manuscript. Well, you know, my manuscript was really a very therapeutic uh, journey. I, I applied to myself a catharsis, uh, sort of, to, uh, to get rid of everything that was so, uh, so ugly, so negative, so dark, so uh, diabolic, so satanic. Well, you see, but you say that, and people, they understand what you're saying, but they don't really, they don't really understand. I mean, you know, those atonement nights. Well, they, they cannot understand that. Do you know what? Why did, uh, you know, I compiled all those satanic cults with what is going on in our world today, with uh, Boko Haram, uh, with all of those terrorist uh, groups. They, they are sectarian groups. They, they behave, the leaders behave the same way to attract the prey, because those leaders, they are predators. Mm. They are able to uh, nose out, to uh, sniff the, the, the fragile prey, and then to put the, the, uh, to put the you know, the, uh, the hands on. They know how to seduce, you know, the, the person to, uh, to, to give the uh, self-esteem back. And then, you know, to make them believe in all promises, everything will be so great when they're going to die, they will go in paradise, and then you will have several women. It is the same, 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 same process that we went through. 
And of course, you know, there are some young Canadians right now, and they don't know what uh, what they're go- what they're gonna go through. I know, I know what they're gonna go through because after the 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 the, the sedition uh, uh, step, they're gonna they uh, they're gonna go through very very hardship. A uh, very poor diet, lack of sleep, uh, 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 military training, a very um, hard military training, and then live in terror, hmm. just like we did. If you don't, you know, follow, they feel they are indebted and indebted to the leader, so uh, they're gonna have to, uh, they're gonna have to do whatever the leaders ask them to do. It is the same same thing went through. You know. Um I get caught up listening to you talk. There's so many questions that come into my mind, Gabrielle. Mm-hmm. Let, let me just read one more thing for our listeners to, to understand what's what's gone on in your life. And then I want to ask you about the night that your arm was, was amputated. Because, uh, you know, that that is the night where things turn around for you and you leave. Mm-hmm. So, this is here's a little excerpt from Gabrielle's story. When Gabrielle's turn comes for atonement night she is forced to smear her face with the excrement another disciple evacuated on the floor while he was beaten up after that rock smashes her nose against the door and rips her skull with the door handle and a four inch nail the other members are not left at peace pubic hair is pulled out genitals are crushed hair is pulled off of the head in handfuls black eyes lacerated skin broken ribs abdomens filled with a camphor solution and flogging are common treatment when he does not organize a boxing match between two women burn the vaginal area with a blowtorch to cure them afterwards with a hen's excrement or throw knives in the thigh uh, he commands another woman to pour uh, on uh, on someone an entire pot of boiling water to disinfect it and uh, I mean, this just goes on and on and on. So that the night, the night that your arm was severed off, was cut off by rock. Mm-hmm. There are there are various stories about what happened, and I want to just make sure we get this true. And then I want to ask, how did you survive? Mm-hmm. And and why and why why you must have cried out to god you must have cried out to god where are you help me save me protect me oh yes you're right you know as soon as he impaled my hand through the wooden table i said to myself well there is just one alternative left and because there is nobody around that he could ask help from so he took a knife and put it through your hand into the table yes so I was uh, standing up. I didn't want even to uh, to to faint because I, I said, if I die, I want to be conscious up to the end how I'm gonna die. But before that happened, uh, when he said, "Well, you know, to avoid the gangrene, uh, I'm gonna have to uh, to cut your arm," and I and I said to myself, "No way, that's impossible. He's not going to do that." And um, and I turned and I turned to God. At that point, I turned to God. I said, "If you do, you really do exist, I'm gonna go through mark here, and I'm not able to uh, uh, to absorb that suffering. Please help me." And te- and Mr. Marshall, when we yell at God, he answer faster than the internet. <laughs> so I mean, uh, right away, I was surrounded by light. 
I, you know, I mean, no pain. I saw the whole thing, you know. No pain, no fear. I was, you know, there is no pot. There is no marijuana who could uh, give you that kind of uh, incredible trip. I was surrounded by light. I saw, you know, I mean, the love of God. Oh, my. For the first time, you know, because I was indoctrinated since my childhood, you know. My parents, they, uh, they taught me uh, about a, a Gestapo God. That's what I believe in since my childhood. And that night, I saw a, lo- a, a God of love who loved so much that he gave his life for me, you know. And, you know, the, the unity, the, I saw the whole creation. God gave me a very an incredible grace to be able to uh, to see the creation, I was more intelligent, intelligent than Einstein. I saw the whole thing. And uh, while I was really like, uh, to say that, um, on earth, I mean, uh, ru- uh, and see the whole, like, uh, the logarithmic uh, act that was, uh, that was going on on my arm. No pain, <laughs> no suffering. And no bleed. I did not bleed at all. I should have died from, uh, from, uh, 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 from, uh, you know, from bleeding. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Are, are there any other victims who uh, remained loyal uh, to Rock, even to this day? I mean, I, I know he was caught. It took, uh, from what I heard, Gabrielle, it, it took him, it took the police a month to find him in the bush. Is that true? That's right, and I, I, and I am the one who gave them like uh, uh, several, to say that, um, clues yes. to be able to, to find him. So it took a month, they found him, he was arrested, he went to prison. I think in 2003 he was murdered by another prisoner. In 2012. Oh, it was just 2012. Yeah, that's uh, two years ago only, or 2011, I think it was in 2012. Wow. Another prisoner stabbed him. This prisoner was on a life sentence anyway, and he brought the knife to the guard and said, uh, "Here you go. I I got rid of that guy." Yeah. But you. But it's been reported that some of the some of the members of the cult moved close to the prison to be close to him, and he still fathered babies while he was in prison. That's right. That's right. That uh, yeah, such uh, um, a very strong uh, ability to. Uh, to, to have power on people, you know, just mm-hmm. like his looks. He has an incredible uh, uh, look. I- his eyes. Yeah. Oh, yes, his eyes are were very, just his eyes were dangerous to, to look at. But there is nobody anymore who is, uh, everybody left. Uh, yeah. The girls who are still with him in penitentiation uh, in, uh, in New Brunswick. Right. Uh, they are back to the places, uh, to the home places. Okay, you know this is one of these conversations that you know, I could talk to you forever. You and I have very easy conversations, Gabrielle, and and I find it a beautiful time when I speak with you because you you have a very gracious spirit, and and many of us when they when we hear your story we think what would I do? How would I react? Would I be angry would i be i wouldn't trust people i would be angry with god do you i would think that maybe there is no god gabrielle do you think there's a god of course there is a god because uh, 
that night, you know, one year, one year pale my hand, and I asked God's help. He came to 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 help me. So I, of course, you know, I, today is someone like I, there are some of my there are some people in Iraq, by example, Mosul, who die because they believe in God. Well, I will be ready today to live my life to God because I believe that God exists and is a God of love. It's not a, a God of, a, of hatred. It's not uh, it's a, a love of, it's a God of tenderness, of, uh, of mercy. And uh, that's, why, uh, that's why I forgave. I forgave Rock. No. Yes, I did. You know, a couple of years after I left the cult, someone told me at one point, you know, Gabriel, one day you're going to pray for that guy. I said, what? No way. And finally, you know, it happened that, uh, it happened. You know, I prayed, I prayed for, uh, for him, for his conversion. I prayed here. Uh, at his birthday, I asked a, a priest to celebrate a mass for him. That was an spiritual gift for him. He didn't know about it. I didn't care that he, that he didn't know about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, because, you know, we're all children of God. And why? That doesn't excuse uh, the repulsive crimes that, uh, that he did, of course. But this, he had to suffer so much to, 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 uh, to, uh, to have somebody, uh, 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 to make somebody else suffer. He had to have a lot of inner suffering. Mm-hmm. This guy comes, uh, uh, for sure, from a very, very dysfunctional family. Well, of course, he should have go through a therapy. That's what he should have uh, show, uh, That's what he should have done. But uh, what he did, unfortunately, it's uh, everybody else has to pay for suffering. But still, you know, I mean, who we are to judge? You know, you know, there are people who judge uh, the, 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 the homosexual, the lesbian, the prostitute. We all are children of God. We are, you know, what they're, what they're doing that. Uh, there are some very deep and deep reasons why they are in the state of that, of what they are. And we're not, uh, we're not supposed to judge anyone. Just God could judge. Gabrielle, you, yeah. you are, <laughs> oh my goodness, how do I say this without sounding like a, like a, a schmo? You are an amazing woman. You are such a beautiful woman. You have taught me so much in this conversation, in all of our conversations. I would like to have you on the show again to talk more at another time. Would that be all right? I really would like. Do you have a TV show? No, I'm too ugly for TV. Well, I, me too. I can back that up. <laughs> well, so me too. So. <laughs> Gabrielle, we, we've got to uh, go on in the show now, but... Thank you for sharing your story with us, and and I'm going to keep talking to Harper Collins about getting your French book translated into English. Okay? Oh, I would appreciate that. Thank you so much, Gabrielle. I do thank you for your trust, also. You have you have just inspired me so much. I hope you have a great weekend. Thank you. You do a God bless uh, what you do. You do uh, you do uh, great shows. Thank you, Gabrielle. Bye bye. Bye bye now. Wow. Well, there you go, folks. Every once in a while, we have a journey segment that just... (laughs) Mine permanently gone. Gone.
It's hard to find quality guest speakers these days. If they're interesting, they're usually expensive. And if they're cheap, they're usually boring. Well, here's someone who's both expensive and boring. Drew Marshall is a high school dropout who tried to become a pro football player but didn't make it. He then tried to become a firefighter and didn't make it. Now he's trying to become a stand-up comic. (laughs) Good luck with that, Mr. Marshall. But if you're looking for someone who's unpredictable, incredibly honest, provocative, genuine, then we've got the right guy. Everyone seems to be an expert on something these days. Why not book someone who's an expert on nothing? Except how to be brutally honest about yourself and your faith. To book Drew Marshall as your guest speaker, go to drewmarshall.ca.